Guys, we're back. Better than ever. Episode 154 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right across from me via internet-based. You're internet. trying to think of a term so you know how to say Zoom. The Z, the Z word. <laughs> this came up last episode. Internet-based video chatting. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I don't care. They, they're they never going to sponsor us, so I don't care. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We're zooming. Uh, <laughs> it's my pal, De Quincy. Hey, guys. Uh, great to be back. Sorry I left you so long. Um, let's get to the business side real quick. You can you can download our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere the podcast is given away for exactly free 99 And, um, yeah, how you been, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, busy with work and life and all that good stuff. Uh, real quick, I'll, real quick plug. I've, I've got another gig coming up. Oh, yeah. May, uh, May 27th. I'm spinning records at uh, Red Dwarf, Midtown Houston. What's that? Next Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Next Thursday. <clears throat> Kicking off the long weekend. Oh, that's right. It is uh, Memorial Day, is it? That's right. But uh, other than that, just, you know, busy with work and, and life and whatnot, and fantasy baseball, which somehow I'm, I've been in either first or second place for like a month now. Oh, congratulations, my man. And considering I was, I was brought into the league with a, just a terrible junk team, <laughs> finished dead last and still didn't get the first pick in the draft for some reason uh, to start the season. Um, but I, my team is hanging in there. Oh, we and, need to uh, do that. Well, my, my strategy is I am uh, real quick. I mm-hmm. am uh, I'm doing away with saves. Uh, no saves. I'm I'm, I'm tanking say the save mm-hmm. category, going for strikeouts, whip, and ERA and wins, mm-hmm. and it's it's working for the most part. Although one guy tried to send me a trade offer, and in his comment he says, "You need saves." Hey man, you're in sixth or seventh place. I've been in first or second all season. <laughs> Maybe don't tell me what strategy I should I, I should employ because it's it's evidently working for me. Oh, getting a little saucy. <laughs> hey, man, I haven't played fantasy in, in years, and I forgot how intense it can get. Yeah, well, it's nice to play people who actually pay attention. Very true. Yeah, that's one reason our league dissolved. All right, uh, drunken Carlos's. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad you're holding strong in your in your league. Um, as for me, man, it's the same thing as you work and home life. And, uh, one thing that happened in my home life, and I'm not sure you can tell from the room I'm in, but we moved. Really? Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we couldn't do the podcast last week. Cause oh, we were man. moving on uh, Thursday and Friday. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, we moved, um, like it was, it's only like. 10 minutes away from our old apartment okay but the place we're in 
it's so much nicer. Like, there's nothing like apartment hunting to make you realize that you've been living in the ghetto. Okay. Like, there are things in this apartment that are like, it's like basic here that would have been upgrades in our old apartment. Like, I can't go back. Can't go back to the ghetto. No, you got to keep moving. Moving forward. In the um, bathroom, both bathrooms, they have, there's like three switches, one for the light, one for the fan, and one for a heated light. Ooh, nice. I like and, that. Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, y'all treated me right over here. <laughs> That's good, man. But yeah, it's closer to her job. It's about the same amount of time away from my job. Like I said, we didn't move that far away. I'm, we're mm-hmm. still over here on the south side, off of 16. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I love it. Um, Amari is has moved to a new school for the last month. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, he, he's been there for about a week, and he it loves it and the teachers love him um Excellent, so man. yeah that's all that matters as long as he enjoys school and she's happy you know it's an easier route for her to work go to work so she's happy me for me like i don't mind how long it takes i just pop in a podcast and I'm, i'll make the drive right but yeah th- that th- thursday friday saturday Sunday, like Thursday, Friday was just moving. Saturday, you're just we're just trying to you know get all the boxes moved around. And Sunday, I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> of course, <laughs> the only thing I did on Sunday was uh, take her to work, make food for me and Amari so we didn't starve, and then pick her up from work. And that was it. <laughs> My body was drained. And then having to go back to work on Monday and catch up on all the work that I missed on Thursday and Friday, plus get ready for inventory, which we had today, Wednesday. <sighs> because it was supposed, our inventory was supposed to be this Saturday. It got moved up. Oh, man. Yeah. It, that's, a, I, that's a huge jump. <laughs> yeah. You want to know when I found out it was getting moved up? Yesterday? No, the Wednesday right before I went on vacation. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, the next two days, uh, you guys are on your own, and I mm-hmm. will try to fix your mistakes when I come back. And, you know, we didn't. I don't know the total numbers, but my department, I'm fairly confident in. Um, the rest of the shop, we shall see. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I'm just, like, moving is, like, such a – it's so, like, stressful and exhausting. Like, I don't know. You see this right here, this this band I have, this wristband. Mm-hmm. It's a whoop strap, and basically it uh, measures your heartbeat for exercise and stuff like that. And, like, the numbers I got on that Thursday and Friday were just insane. Like, it was oh. – <laughs> like – the only other times I ever got numbers that high is when I was actually like working out to the point of exhaustion. Jesus. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, there's no more exhausting workout than, than moving in a day. Like, because it's, it's packing everything up, moving everything mm-hmm. to the new place, bringing the boxes and all the shit to the, to the new place and then unpacking it and putting it where you want to. It's, I see and, why mover, moving movers are so expensive. <laughs> and not only that, there's usually a, con- a time constraint element. Yeah. Yeah, because we just got a U-Haul truck. Mm-hmm. It was like 30 bucks a day plus mileage. So, you know. Yeah. 
And it's like, you got to get it back by a certain time or all that stuff. It's like, yeah, we, we rented it for two days, but we finished it in mm. a day. We, it only costs, you know, it only costs $30 plus. We're only doing so much for miles, so it's not going to mm. be that much. But still, it's like, in order to get it done today, you have to get it done today. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, as soon as we get everything set up, you know, you got invite to the to the crib definitely man i can't wait mm -hmm. speaking of a uh, heart rate and whatnot i went mm -hmm. to uh i had a doctor's appointment today my annual physical well how'd it go are you dying on us no no, no. are we gonna start the uh the taps no no i just knocked on some wood <laughs> but uh 118 over 82 Dang. not not bad i i uh i'm always surprised like when my uh, heart rate is like normal. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I stress myself out more often than I like. I guess I am. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I was like, all right, cool. All right. Oh, and one other thing about the place they have a um, the gym facilities. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it looks like it's not like big. It looks like they just mm -hmm. have like a, um, like an elliptical and a treadmill, like a couple of those, but. That's per that'll be perfect during the summer when you don't want if you don't want to be outside doing your road work, you yeah. get some road work in in there. Perfect. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Can't wait. I said I should probably start because I'm off on Saturday because I I was going to go to work on Saturday. Now I'm off. And mm -hmm. since my girlfriend took Saturday off because we thought I had inventory that day, I can go work out on Saturday. Excellent. Get a nice little jog in. Might get a whole, you know, five minutes before I pass out. <laughs> I <laughs> gotta start somewhere. <laughs> I hate cardio with all my heart, man. Uh, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Um, so let's uh let's move on from moving and passing out on treadmills and talk about what we want, really want to talk about, good old wrestling. Performers, wrestlers, entertainers who are a thousand times more conditioned than we are. I think a thousand might be a low estimate, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So for something that people call <laughs> fake. Yeah. <laughs> I always say it's not fake, it's scripted. You can't fake jumping off a six foot turnbuckle onto somebody. You can't fake gravity. You can't fake catching a even a 200 pound man in your arms flying at you and not budging yeah because you could these people would not be blowing out knees at the rate that they do mm -hmm. yeah. all right so uh let's talk about the like the biggest story that's been going on for about three weeks now um on the what was it the april 30th edition of smackdown daniel bryan challenged roman reigns for the universal title with the stipulation that if he lost the match he would be banished from smackdown and entertaining match but of course daniel ryan lost and he's been banished from smackdown and then a couple of days after that i think it was may the 4th news came out that daniel ryan's contract actually expired and right. while wwe is doing everything in their power to sign him back as of this recording on May 19th, they have made no headwind. 
So he's still technically a free agent. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I mean, obviously he's not in any rush to get signed. Mm -hmm. Um, If he has a 90 day, no compete clause, I think, I feel like he'd be okay with sitting that out because I've seen stories that he, um, you know, he's trying to like, he wants to finish out with WWE, but like he has plans or he likes the idea of like, you know, integrating with other companies, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe not, not as a, uh, maybe, maybe a better plan than, than the way AEW, which we'll talk about later and impact are doing uh, with just like a blatant crossover, but, um, but having, you know, guys and girls go to other companies and, and make an appearance, you know, make an appearance for uh, a night or two um, for a show or two. And uh, I feel like he's going to test those waters. You know, if he has to wait 90 days, then I wouldn't be surprised if he did it and showed up somewhere in Mexico, you know, and again, this is a guy that, you know, before he got to WWE was performing in all these places. I mean, he was traveling all over, all over the world, Mexico and Japan and, and Canada, all, you know, everywhere that, you know, wrestling is big. So, and he's at that point in his career where he's winding down and he knows he's winding down. He's, he's acknowledged that it's, it's, you know, the clock is ticking. So uh, I feel like this would give him an opportunity to, you know, kind of uh, do that farewell lap mm-hmm. amongst, you know, uh, within these other organizations and, and, you know, come back to WWE refreshed and ready to, to you know, ride out into the sunset, you know, under the big brand. Yeah. So I was looking up the terms of his contract. He's a complete free agent. There is no non-compete clause. Okay. So he can show up at any company at any time. Mm-hmm. And this is all rumors going around from Dave Meltzer. Uh, apparently Ring of Honor is reportedly planning to submit an offer. Um, he could go to AEW, New Japan, the dude, even at his advanced age, how is Daniel Bryan? 39? I think he's already 40. 39. Ooh, oh, okay. He will be 40 on Saturday, May 22nd. Oh, wow. Yeah, the dude, had, even at his age, 40, he still has, he can still go. And right. 40 isn't like, <laughs> I feel this way in all sports now. 40 isn't 40, like, as long as your body can hold up, you can still go. I mean, Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl at 45 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can still go. And he's still like, he's still able to throw out those bangers depending on who his dance partner is. So 43. Think- I'm sorry. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> so I think uh, Daniel Bryan probably still has another. He's not in the prime of his career anymore, but he probably has another two to three solid years in him. Mm-hmm. before it becomes like noticeable um so my question i want to ask you what do you think daniel's bride his best um move would be and what do you think the most likely thing to happen will be man um he's in this he's he's found himself in this kind of chris jericho kind of position where mm-hmm. i think he can go and do whatever he wants at this point. And I think he can come back and I don't think there will be any 
repercussions for going elsewhere. I don't see him going to AEW or Impact, but you know, Ring of Honor is where he got to start. You know that, and I think Dragon Gate, but like, you know, Ring of Honor is where he really you know got attention and, and really raised his profile. So I could see him going back to that for for a few appearances and uh, again just making a you know just a quick run just to kind of, uh, uh, you know, just kind of um, get people talking about Ring of Honor again, you know, one last time, you know, do what he can to help. Um, and I could see him going to Mexico, maybe AAA. And again, putting in an appearance. I think Andrade might be going to AAA. I heard rumors that Andrade is taking on um... – Kenny Omega. Not Kenny Omega. Um, oh, Alberto Tobio. Thank you. Alberto El Patron. Quick side note. Don't you hate it when you like can picture someone's face, but you can't remember their name for the life of you? Like I'm right now, I... like when I was thinking of Alberto Dorio's name, I was picturing his mugshot, but could not remember his name right. until you said it. I've done that with people I've actually met. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, I've done that with both Johns. Sorry, Johns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah continue so uh is that what you want to happen or what you think will happen um i think it's what i want to happen mm-hmm. um i think uh again he is like i said i think i feel like he's in this jericho position where he he can he has the uh uh he's got cachet. the, the cachet to, to go and do that but i think if Vince really wanted to, you know, lock him down, lock him in, and and cough up some good cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just don't see how it would be possible for him to pass it up because this would be his final, basically his final contract. You know, if if they're willing to put up the money up front right away, not wait for him to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I I. You know, no matter what your convictions are, it's hard to pass up that kind of that kind of security. Yeah, I agree. Especially at this age and at this point in his career. But you know, ideally, you know, the the wishful thinking is making those quick runs in, in you know Japan and Mexico and Ring of Honor here in the states. Because it would be fun. It would get people talking. Like when Jericho went to Japan mm-hmm. before he got involved with the AEW. When he went to Japan. That was a huge deal. I mean, you know, they sold out the Tokyo Dome, you know, quickly. Yeah. And it got everybody. I mean, I, th- I think I watched that pay-per-view, you know. You know, he, he's got that profile now where he can, you know, it would be a big deal if he went to somewhere like Japan for, you know, a quick, uh, a quick feud. So... I agree with you. I think that's most likely what's going to happen eventually. Vince is just going to put the money on the table. He's going to resign. So that's the most likely situation. But man, what I would love is first and foremost, he takes like maybe a month to six weeks off just to be a family man, be there for his um, they have one daughter, right? Uh, I think two. Or a daughter and a son now. Oh, ego personal. I went to personal life when the rate two is um, 
um, all his uh, winnings. Like, thanks. Yes, they have one girl, one boy. So, like, so yeah, I would like Buddy Dessert Danielson. Am I reading that right? Yes, and the daughter's name is Birdie Joe. So that's, I mean, kind of okay. Like that's kind Birdie of Birdie Joe. The, you know, Birdie's a, it's an old school name, but. Buddy des- dessert, like all right, come all right. On. I can. Oh, right, you're right. I can let Birdie <laughs> Joe go, but Buddy dessert. I mean, I have a strange. I have a strange name, but that is taking the cake. <laughs> wow, I didn't mean to do that pun. But anyway, right. hey, yeah, it's take, yours. Thanks. Uh, take a month, six weeks off, and just be a family man. And then after, when he's done with that, he calls Vince and be like, "Hey, I'm coming back, but it's going to be about six months." And then for those six months, what he does is every promotion, talking Ring of Honor, um, Impact, AEW, New Japan, all four, they get a month with him. And and you maybe you get two matches, maybe you just get one for the bit up, but they get one month where they can build up a story. Like I said, maybe one match to two, depending on which, uh, how hard he wants to wrestle, who he wants to wrestle, mm-hmm. and just go. Like he goes to AEW and he has a one off with Kenny Omega, or he goes to New Japan and he has a, you know, one on one match with Okada, mm-hmm. and whoever's in Impact and Ring or, or Kota, I, Kota Ibushi. Or, yes, and you know, you just you just have that that barnstorming tour where you just he just goes to one promotion to another and just puts on matches and you know it just lasts five to six months and then after that he comes back to the wwe and he he's able to have these rematches that he wouldn't have any other way right right like that's what i would love like just just him like going to um cody rose and tony khan and being like guys you got me for three weeks, whatever your next pay-per-view is, I want to go one-on-one with with Kenny Omega for the championship. And, like, even if he's leaving, just the thought of he could stay and be the AEW champ for a while. Like, you don't know. Like, that uncertainty, Mm -hmm. like, just opening the realm of possibility, I think that that would be amazing. And it would also be able to, you know, because of their working relationship with Impact, mm-hmm. it would kind of help that transition, you know, whether it's start with Impact and then AEW or vice versa. Like, it's there where, you know, it'll be a smooth transition to either either company. Yeah. And then when he comes back to WWE, you know where I'm sitting to him? Black and gold. <laughs> you got it, NXT. And that's another thing, like, like I said, you know, Vince could very well decide to lock it down now. Mm-hmm. Lock him down now and say, look, you know, it's a, it's a great idea. You know, I, I get it. I get the, uh, the importance to you it is, but mm-hmm. you're still a commodity to me. I can pay you a lot of money to stay here. And that's fine. Because fortunately, you know, the black and gold has – a lot of guys that it would be awesome to see. Tell me you wouldn't love to see uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kyle O'Reilly. You can't tell me you wouldn't want to see that. You can't. We've already mm-hmm. seen, we've already seen run it Adam back. Cole. Yeah, run that back. 
And Johnny Gargano. Tommaso Gargano, Ciampa. Ciampa. Uh, oh, how about um, Daniel Ryan versus Walter? Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, Escobar, the former Cruiserweight champion. Yes. Kushida, the, the current Kirk. Cruiserweight champion. Yes. I mean, you know, they they are in a, a good position to, you know, lock them down and, and have their own um, uh, uh, have plenty of guys to offer him to, to have, you know, programs with. You know, it's not like he's uh, just coming back to face the same old, same old. I mean, they, they've got a lot of guys for him to uh, to do something fresh with. Finn Balor, even. Yeah, and it's not like I need a storyline. Just I need Dan- just Daniel Bryan showing me NXT. Talk about he wants to work against the best ring rats in the business, and that's in NXT. Right. Like I don't need a story. Daniel Dan Bryan say he wants to prove he he's slowing down, but he still think he he's the man. He's got to prove himself against the best that NXT has to offer. I mean. It sells itself. Him against the new North American champion, Bronson Reed. I would like to see him face Cameron Grimes, the richest man in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make Ted DiBiase find us. (laughs) Yeah. That that guy's a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, we said before, Reed, like he has been impressing me with this uh, rivalry that he had with the way. Um, yep. It's like I'm just there's so many possibilities that I would love to see from him going NXT to my barnstorming idea that I said earlier. Mm-hmm. I just it would just so, like it, like it would just suck. Like oh, we're gonna get three months from now. Is him showing up on Raw? Right. So you know, yeah, doing the same old, same old. And at this point, you know, unless he's going to go go on for, you know, 12 to 15 months, mm-hmm. there's really no reason to put the title on him. I mean, because they they would have to bring someone up from, like, NXT to be ready to, like, take the title off of him if they did something like that. Because if you put him – if you send him back to Raw or SmackDown, you put the title on him, you know, he's only going to be offered up to what? Drew, Braun, Bray, Lashley, you know, guys we've already seen in the mix, you know, unless you have plans to bring up somebody and, and put the rocket strap to him. Fine. But other than that, you know, he doesn't need the title on those two brands anymore. Do you know what that reminds me of the new day, the new day and day O'Brien are in the same zone to where, the only important thing about them winning the titles is building up whoever they lose the titles to. Right. And I'm trying to think who, okay. So yeah. And I mean, look, look, that's gotten us right now at this point in time. Yes. Yeah, like Not a whole lot. But like the new day, like them losing, them dropping the titles, whoever makes whoever they lose to a bigger deal because it's like, holy shit, you beat the new day. And the Usos are in that same category as well. 
Mm-hmm. It's like you're beating the best of the best. Right. When it's uh, but see, it depends on the team. If it's the street profits, that's a big deal because they were coming up. Yeah. But right now, the New Day lost to AJ Styles and, and Omas at WrestleMania. AJ uh, didn't need that title, but he they did it obviously, you know, call him a Grand Slam champion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Omas, I mean, I mean, what are they going to do with that guy? They made <clears throat> him look like a monster in that match at WrestleMania. Yeah, and they so did that, a really good job of it mm-hmm. for sure. Huh. We're getting off subject, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could go on a tangent about the Raw and SmackDown tag team championship. In fact, just about all the tag team championships except for the ones in um, NXT. Mm-hmm. I go on a rant, but I'll say that for another day. So yeah, we both have like we both believe Daniel Bryan is going to eventually end up back in WWE. Just right. I want the barnstorming thing so bad. It would be nice. It would be <laughs> it would um in this time where there's no touring going on. There's no, basically no fans in attendance. I mean, AEW has some. They found a way to kind of do that, but like, it would it would get wrestling, the wrestling world would would uh, would be on fire again and get everybody talking again, and it would give the business that kind of shot in the arm that you know that we need. Um, while we're waiting for the world to, you know, get back to normal. I agree with you, man. Uh, so uh, speaking about things getting the wrestling world talking, have you heard about this Drake Wirtz news? Yeah, I just found out earlier. So for those of you not know, no, Drake Wirtz, well, I almost say is, was a referee down in NXT, uh, news just came out today that he was fired for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> um, the main one is he's one of these QAnon conspiracy guys. Um, God, I wish I had a video, but there was one time he he like you you know how they had these city city council meetings and now they're doing them all through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Like he called in and was explaining about how, if I remember correctly, like. Masks were bad because uh, what not kidnappers, what are they called? Um, ba- basically, ki- people would kidnap kidnappers, would use them to like find women and children and put them into like a uh, into forced sex work. And let me go through the other things that's happened. And this is coming from uh, Sean Ross Sapp of uh, Fightful.com. He almost got beat up backstage, <laughs> angrily walked out of a Triple H meeting about inclusion, pissed off longtime friends over the whole QAnon shit, got loud with town over vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you can all, you can always be the jackass at work because we've all worked with just guys who are complete jerks the only thing is your talent has to exceed your jackassery right and not even 
not even the great little Nate Charles Robinson has that kind of pull. I don't think anyone ever kind of does. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like as long as he's been in the business, as, as well known as he is, he can't even pull this kind of stuff without some sort of repercussions coming his way. Yeah, I'm just reading this. This is from uh, David Bixpin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a tweet he put out an hour ago. Let's be real. Drake Worse is lucky that making a scene stomping out of a diversity and, and inclusion meeting in the middle of the George Floyd protest didn't get him fired 11 months ago. That yeah. was weeks before anyone outside WWE had any real idea what was going on with him. Yeah. Um, this is this is a crazy story. I mean, this is like it's got everything, man. It's got everything you can think of. And here's the thing: if he walked out of that that meeting eleven months ago and they didn't fire him then, you know what that means? They've been getting him chance after chance and has spoken to him and given him warning. And he has not listened in almost yeah. a year. That's pretty much what's been going on. Oof, man. I mean, I, I've never seen so many bullet points as to why someone got fired from the WWE. Yeah, uh, this is another reporter, John Alba. In the past three weeks, multiple WWE and NXT superstars told me they believe Drake Wurtz was racist and felt uncomfortable around him at the WWE Performance Center. One note, they even felt odd with him refereeing closed-door matches at the Performance Center. <laughs> Dude just burnt, like, how do you burn bridges like that? Like, at some point, don't you look around and see that you're making people uncomfortable and just shut the fuck up? It's it's hard to believe that that um, that lack of self-awareness is still exists, man. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable that you know, Keep that stuff at home, man. Don't, at the minimum, don't bring your personal business to work. You know, and like if I you mean, want to be the jackass that doesn't want to get vaccinated, that's that is what it is. I can't forcibly take you down to the doctor and make you get the needle in your arm, unfortunately. Right. But you don't have to be the asshole out here talking about how it it's it's worse than the virus and you're going to be dropping these have you heard this like they believe that if you get the vaccination you're going to be dropping like covid proteins that cause the coronavirus <laughs> have you heard this no i have not i'm like do you not understand that's not how vaccinations work like if that was true that would be all vaccinated all vaccines what the <sighs> I have to calm down when I talk about things like this and QAnon conspiracies because it just makes me so frustrated that we have all 
the technology and knowledge at our fingertips and people constantly get shit wrong. Mm-hmm. So, Usa, <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, this fool got fired and deservedly so. Seems like they gave him every opportunity to, if not turn, um, you know, change his thinking to then to at least be quiet about the brain dead conspiracy theories he was uh spouting out and yeah, he just, just refused yourself it's and not you know, that hard you know what's gonna happen next right he, he's gonna go out uh, fox news or whatever and say he's been canceled for his line of thinking and yep. the left is in infiltrated wrestling which if you've watched wrestling in the past 30 years you know that is not the case (laughs) hello linda mcmahon i'm sure he's received several phone calls from lawyers who are trying to uh convince him that he's got some sort of case yeah good luck with that Mm -hmm. they drop wrestlers for any reason i'm not sure why you thought you were protected as a referee right I know there's got to be a clause in there for um, what's it called? Professionalism, behavior, conduct, conduct. detrimental. Yeah, which is a fancy way of saying this nigga went crazy. Like that's a, that's a good way to say that. But yeah, I just your to, words not mine. Yeah, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll say it again if I have to. But yeah, I just wanted to get that because it's a crazy thing. All right, man. so getting moving on from that, we are here for everyone's favorite. Um, subject, topic, whatever, what have you? The the A three W and these three minute AEW spiel. I am pulling out my phone. I find the timer option. I'm putting three minutes on the clock. Are you ready, good sir? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. Okay, so for what I understand, uh, Miro, former Rusev, is now the TNT champion, basically the television champion in AEW. Uh, Kenny Omega is still the AEW world champion and now the Impact champion. Uh, they've done the crossover thing, and he's he's become this like title collector, going around winning all the titles and stuff, different organizations. Um, there was some controversy to this match last week that I didn't see I haven't really followed up on but apparently there was like a big uh, like five man match or five man tag match ten man tag match and uh, I think it was called Blood and Guts or something mm-hmm. like that and something happened I, I don't everybody was very critical of this match okay I'm pausing so I can explain what happened because I actually saw the reaction on Twitter. So it was a um, basically a war games s match between mm-hmm. um, the inner circle and uh, whatever MJF's group's called. Yeah, something. There's too many factions. I don't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. So um, the announced team made a big deal about how the outside. There was a ramp outside, and they made a big deal about it being, you know, concrete and hard as rock and everything. So at the end of the match, MJF has Jericho up the top of the cage, 
and he tells Jericho's inner circle to stand down or else he'll throw Jericho off. And they they stand down, they quit, they give up the match, and MJF, being the rapscallion that he is, still tosses Jericho off, and he lands on that um, concrete uh, structure. But the structure... It immediately gives way, and you can see the crash pad underneath. <laughs> and so that's what people were upset about. Because it wasn't well, actual c- concrete? No, it, I don't think it was that. It's more of a thing like, and you're two, you've got two minutes left. I pause this because I have to explain this. Oh, um, it's more of like they didn't do a, a good enough job of hiding it. Like whenever you see WWE, if like Shane McMahon falls off this falls off something, you know there's a crash pad under there. But the way they film it, they'll have something like blocking the like they'll do it from the side. They'll have something blocking the view. You'll see him hit. You'll see something fly up, and then the camera angle will change to show him lying down. Like you don't see him just landing on the crash mat. Or for what they did, uh, what was that WrestleMania? The match he had against Braun Strowman. The mm-hmm the cage match where he gets tossed and he um, goes to the mat. Like, it's mm-hmm. obvious there's a crash pad down there, but you don't see it. Right. How did they do the WrestleMania against The Undertaker? <laughs> the, um... It had to have been under the desk, obviously. The right? de- yeah, there's... <sighs> if I think, remember correctly, like, it is, like, padded. To like take some some kind of absorption. I mean, you're still falling like 15 feet, but there's something to help. There's something there to help you. And how do you judge that distance? I mean, if you miss it by an inch, you're done. <laughs> to get it precisely, to land precisely through that table. Oh, there have been some never ones. There was one. Um, God, when was it? This is like 30 years ago. I think it was the uh, Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view. It was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon. And they're hanging on the cage. And the plan, the plan stunt is, you know, uh, Stone Cold hits Mr. McMahon's head against the cage. He goes flying off. He And he hits the table and goes through it, right? Mm-hmm. The problem was the tables were too far back. So when Stone Cold hit his hit Mr. Man's head against the cage, he flies off. He goes spine first into the side of the table. Ooh, yeah. And I do you remember that? Yeah, he like I think I believe he bounces and he comes down and it breaks. But still, like it, what you're saying is correct. If you don't, <laughs> you know, measure it first and hit it at first time. But I'm pretty sure like when they're doing the um the practice runs they have a mat down there and so like you just Mm -hmm. jump over and over again to get a feel for it but you know mistakes still happen because you know whatever you're holding on to like you try to jump the ring um might be slippery from sweat or adrenaline cause you to jump too far right but we don't see it but going back to uh, yeah (laughs) <clears throat> going back to uh blood and guts yeah people on twitter were just complaining about like how obviously it was it was a crash mat and just the announced the uh, announced team just making a big deal about it being solid concrete and i like the uh the exploding <laughs> yeah and 
you look back and there were so many ways they could have did it better. They could have um, made it so the crash pad was lower underneath the um, cardboard um, plane that he fell through. Mm-hmm. That way you don't see it. They could have shot, uh, you know, instead of having the angle from above, you watching him drop into it, they could have had the camera angle on the side on the side of the of the uh, ramp so you just see his body hit and you don't see inside or like the most like I think the most risque option would have been like as MJF pushes Jericho off like you see Jericho falling and then they just cut the feet they just cut the feet like and you hear JR saying lay gentlemen this is too gruesome we can't show you this um, mm-hmm. and you know just leave it to the imagination yeah. Can you resume the clock? Uh, yep. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So having said all of that, I feel like they should, uh, they should uh, put a pause on the stunts, on the gimmick matches until they can get the camera angles right and get <laughs> everything right. Because uh, the exploding ring was, was a big thing. It was a big criticism. Uh, laughing point. Uh, this blood and guts match, like maybe take it easy on the gimmicks for, for right now. Um, uh, also, they are... We oh, hold on, one, more, one more thing. I pause for you real quick. One thing. They have to... Does no one remember when Jeff Hardy almost concussed himself to hell against Sammy Guarvera a couple... What was that? Last year in a pay-per-view? Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. I'm sorry. I said Jeff. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy, yeah. Nearly concussed themselves straight to seven, to <sighs> Satan's floor. That was because yeah. they they over over jumped those tables and mm-hmm. so yeah, that, that was one of the worst I've ever seen. I to this day I don't understand why they even did that, but mm-hmm. they have to find a healthy a healthy balance of making it look real but prote- also protecting the wrestlers. Okay, going back mm-hmm. to your, you got a minute 26, three, two, one, go. Okay. Uh, what else is going on? Um, we talked about they're adding a, a third hour or a second show mm-hmm. on Fridays on TBS or TNT. And they're moving to TBS, correct? Yes, Dynamite is moving Dynamite to is. TBS. Same, same time, right? On Wednesdays? I believe so. Let me Google. So, you know, whatever whatever the uh, terms are, I mean, clearly Turner is investing a lot in this company. And, you know, whether old crazy Ted wants to get another, you know, start another war with Vince or um, wants to make right, you know, the wrongs of, of – you know, the past with WCW, you know, whatever his motivation is. I mean, he's clearly uh, going all in with, with this company again, with, with another wrestling organization. Yes, sir. Oh, you got 15 seconds. Hurry. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that's about it. I think that's all I've got. That's all you got. Okay. So I'll tell you about the new shows. So we know about the one new show, apologies. Dynamite is still going to be two hours. And then they're adding a third hour on Fridays. It'll be called AEW Rampage. 
and it starts at, on August 13th at 10 p.m. Right after so, SmackDown. Yeah, right after SmackDown. So no Friday Night War. We say that, but <laughs> you know how fandoms handle things on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll use my 15 seconds properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the next show is, um, I don't know who he's fighting, but Cody Rhodes is for one night only going to be referring to himself as the American dream, Cody Rhodes. Oh, let's continue that. Did you see that um, that promo he gave? Um, just the last yeah. few seconds of it when he made the, the announcement. Yeah. So I've seen people complain about the promo saying it was it's tone deaf. I, the real problem I have with his promo is like you can't have a pro a 100% pro United States baby face promo in 2021. Mm-hmm. You can't have the America's great number one no problem promo any, anymore. That would work back in, you know, Hulk Hogan's days back when his um uh dusty was doing the promo but you can't do that here and like the gentleman who uh he's taking on he's a british guy and first of all why like you can't go pro us and negative britain out we haven't had an issue with britain since 1776 <laughs> right. and the promo he gave the the guy uh, I can't remember his name for life me. Do you know who he's taking on? I don't. I'll look it up though. Yeah, basically the guy he was taking on, he was he was like, "You say America's so great, but you got these problems, these problems, and this." And it's like the best heel work is when there's the when there's a, a tinge of truth in it and it's like there's so much truth when you talk about yeah America's great but it still has its problems right and one of his uh, the guy's quotes I'm going to punch the peroxide out of your head you piss boy <laughs> and that's just an excellent set. that just kills <laughs> um, <laughs> Cody's promo What pay per view is that? Do you know? Uh, I think it's is it double or nothing? Is that the next one coming up? I believe so. Yeah, double yeah. or nothing. It's next Sunday. Okay, yep. Yeah. Okay. And hold on, let me find this guy's name. Well, that's the very least I can do. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Ogogo. Anthony Ogogo. Yeah. Hmm. Are you buying that pay-per-view? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped buying wrestling pay-per-views once the network went live. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not true. I did buy a couple of New Japan shows, but yeah, but, but um, they look like some interesting matches, but I'm just not gonna pay what $60, $70 for them. God, is it that much? Um, you know what? I do not know. Let me look it up first. No, I, I don't think it's that much. It might be like 49, which is still not any. 
does it's not sweetening sweetening the deal. Um, huh. Yeah, that's our information for if you live outside the U.S., which does me no good. Right, nineteen bucks. Yeah, it says nineteen dollars on on uh, Fight TV if you live outside the United States. If you have that VPN, get it to work. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not paying. Like, I have Peacock because I'm an Xfinity customer, so I don't pay anything for pay per views anymore. Yeah, and I'm I don't mind paying what five bucks a month for Peacock. I mean, it's already worth it. If you if you watch one pay per view, it's worth it each month. I mean, oh, just... while we're on the subject of streaming services, let's talk about this. Have you been watching Netflix as much? No. The only reason I have Netflix now is because I pay for my mom, and that's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the same with me. Like my my parents use it more than I do. Because I watch Disney Plus for all the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son watches Hulu for um, the cartoons and such. Such we watch Hulu. We were just went, we're rewatching King of the Hill. <laughs> nice. Uh, Peacock for the wrestling, and we were watching King of Queens. My girlfriend loves that show. Did you get through it all? Yeah, we, we twice. <laughs> okay, so that, did you? That's why you we see... just went to uh, King of the Hill again. Did you see the episode where where Doug sang DMX? No, I think I might miss that one. Oh, okay. she'll, she'll watch these episodes without me. And then okay. I come in, it's like three episodes because I was at work and she had the day off. Um, and what else is there? Um, HBO Max. I mean, I I was so wrong about HBO Max. Like the it's the most expensive, but everything you get on there is it's just the selection is robust. And yeah, like the movies, I love it. And like Netflix is lagging behind. Like, I don't see yeah. what I think next, let's say next five years, I think Disney Plus is going to take them in subscribers, especially if they continue doing the MCU phase four and phase five like this, where they're doing both movies and shows. Yeah, I mean, they have the most popular franchises, you know, you know, uh, in their pockets. I mean, they've got Marvel and Star Wars and The Simpsons and. Oh, and who else is coming up? Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got around to watching Invincible. Not yet. Yeah, okay. Keep, it's all, okay. I, I thought it was Netflix, but no, it's eight episodes. Okay. Amazon Prime, and they just got a new movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Without remorse, I heard was okay, mm-hmm. but uh, like everybody's got, you got Amazon, you got Amazon Prime, so you might as well use it every once in a while. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, you know when your show has made it, when you see the memes and um, hit Twitter, <laughs> and like for the last month and a half. Month and a half, it's just been Invincible and Falcon Wear Soldier gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see anything hidden like that for Netflix. No, man. I mean, Netflix has had a good run. I've, you know, like, I like their, 
I've liked a bunch of their shows, but not none of them were like the, you know, the big, most talked about things. Like I resisted watching Tiger King for the longest until mm-hmm. just recently, and I was like, okay, whatever. I really had no interest in it, but it was like, so like I didn't really get why everybody was so enamored fascinated. with it. Yeah. Yeah, the same thing happened with uh, Love at First Sight. Like, if you're not in there with everyone else, it it hurts. And I think there are two things that really hurt Netflix now. One is all these companies pulling back their um, their content from Netflix so they can make their own uh, streaming sites. Oh, yeah. And basically, Netflix has to build their own and they have some good things on there, but not, I, I can't remember the last show that they had that, had, that just caught the cultural interest. Yeah, I mean, again, some really good shows, but nothing that's like, like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. thank God they made this show. You know, it's like someone else would have done it somewhere else. You know. And, and problem number two is something I don't think anyone saw. It's the Netflix model of just dumping everything out in one day. Right. You don't get that that sustainability, mm-hmm. like like Falcon Winter Soldier. That was six episodes, so for six weeks that had a hold on, you know, not just Twitter, Facebook, entertainment, uh, news, everything. Same thing with Invincible. That was uh, I think eight eight episodes, thing eight or nine episodes for eight weeks. It had every, yeah, everyone's attention. Yeah, the Mandalorian. You did this weekly thing, you get everyone's attention. People are doing the theories, they're re-watching uh what else? Uh WandaVision. And you know, we're gonna be doing the same thing when Loki comes out. Mm-hmm. Like the Netflix model of doing everything at once, yeah, yeah. People, you know, they get to watch it, but they if you binge it all like uh, let's say it's 20 some episodes you binge it all over a weekend well that's just one week you had people's attention right and, and it's proven else. it's proven I mean I remember when they first started, started doing it I mean a lot of people really thought and it turns out they were wrong but it, it, it a lot of people thought okay this is a game changer mm-hmm. this is going to change the way we watch television and to a degree it did it did but when you had compelling shows like or fan favorites like Star Wars or Marvel or, you know, whatever. Um, or even, you know, Hulu with like The Handmaid's Tale and, and those kinds of shows. Like they still prove that you can keep everybody's attention and keep everybody invested over several weeks by doing it the old school, traditional, weekly episodic, you know, release. You know, and the the Netflix model has definitely taken a step back from when we were all enamored with it and thought, Oh my God, like this is, this is going to change everything the way. And it, 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 it just did for a while, but not sustain. It wasn't sustainable. Yeah. I think it's also that, that FOMO fear of missing out. Like if you jump on social media and you see people talking about the Falcon where a soldier after episode two, and you're like, oh, man, I got to really watch this show. You only have to watch two episodes to catch up. Meanwhile, if you see people talking about a show on Netflix that released all 16, 17 episodes, and you see people talking about it, you're like, okay, 16 episodes. By the time I get to 
where everyone else is? Are they still going to care? And they don't care. What's the point of me watching? Yeah, and if you don't have anything comparable in terms of, uh, you know, compelling, like if it's not compelling like what you just watched, why are you going to keep Netflix on? Like you're going to turn it off and go watch The Office on Peacock or Mm -hmm. King of Queens or, you know, The Simpsons on, on Disney Plus or whatever. Sorry about that. That, no, was a, okay. that was a long little tangent. Um, so moving on, we'll get to our last subject. Uh, WWE's ill-named pay-per-view WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> yeah. But how it, many of these matches were actually um, rematches from WrestleMania? Just like the all of them almost all well, of them. Well, not like true um rematches. They're like rematches with a stipulation. Sure. Like Rhea Ripley, yeah, she took on Oscar again, but Charlotte Flair was there. Uh Damian Priest one on one with the Miz, kind of a rematch from WrestleMania. Lashley and Drew McIntyre, but Braun Strowman is involved. And then mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, that definitely wasn't a um that was the only Fresh matchup. Ah, Belair and Bailey. That too. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pre-show, Sheamus defeated Ricochet. It was it wasn't even for the title, so we're not gonna worry about that match. Uh, what was your favorite? They had a great match on Raw the next night. That was incredible. Uh, what was your favorite match of the night? Oh man, I mean, for what the. (laughs) 52nd week in a row, essentially. I mean, it's all about Roman Reigns, man. I mean, Roman guy, Reigns doesn't do anything but put on bangers. Who would have thought a year ago we'd be saying that and we'd be still this invested and interested and interested considering the way he was portrayed for the past six years, you know, up until up until last year. People were sick of him. I was like, I hear no complaints, right? I hear people talking about, oh, you think we get uh, Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns at Hell in the Cell? And I'm like, why the hell not? I'm watching it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my match of the night, too. I mean, that was a great match from both competitors. I can't remember the, <laughs> I can't remember the last time Roman Reigns had a bad match, man. It's been a long time. It, has, it definitely hasn't been since he came back. He just it's been hit after hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely both of us matches tonight. Um, I only saw five matches, got home uh, a little late from picking up the girlfriend from work. So I mm-hmm. didn't see the Rhea Ripley, Oscar, Charlotte uh, triple threat. How was it? I mean, you know, all three of them are great competitors, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was it better than the um, the Oscar Ripley match at WrestleMania? Because that match to me, if it never felt like they were a hundred percent in sync. I, I would say it was, um, and it's not just because Charlotte didn't win. I mean, it was just a good match. I mean, they're all they all found their groove like, and and all gelled pretty well together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only 15 minutes. I might run that one back. 
tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night. Uh, Ray Mysterio, the Mysterio family wins the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, become the first father and son tag team champions. That was a cool moment. I mean, that's. that's I thought they were going to save it for Father's Day, to be honest with you. Or a bigger show. Yeah. Like WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Mm hmm. But yeah, it was it was a nice match. Um, like I said earlier, I have issues with how the WWE doesn't seem to care about the tag team championships, but we're going to leave that for another podcast. Uh, Damien Priest defeats The Miz. I know you had issues with this match, so I'm just going to step back and let you go. I mean... The floor like, is yours, Monsieur. The competitors are fine, but mm-hmm. just, you know... Combining it with their promotion for Dave Batista's Army of the Dead movie, like he sent zombies to the arena, you know, to disrupt this match or whatever, or to be lumberjacks. It's just silly and not interesting and took away from, you know, the competitors themselves, took away from, you know, letting The Miz and Damian Priest, you know, put on a show and display their talents and uh, you know, potentially having a good match, but we, we just don't know. And the Miz got hurt at the end. I mean, yeah. at the end of the, at the end of this all, his first major injury of his career. Yeah. Tore his ACL. I think they're going to have a, a, a um, MRI, MRI to see how bad it is. And if it's, if it's a complete Terry needs surgery, won't be back until yeah 2022 yeah and he's 40 already mm-hmm. you know it's he's, he's not a a young man anymore because that's what happened to uh jimmy Uso. he blew out his knee and he was gone mm-hmm. for 14 months um yeah uh i'm i'm enjoying damian priest or is he also known in the streets at hispanic tests <laughs> please don't say that yeah yeah <laughs> I'm gonna Google how to say test in Spanish and I'm gonna uh but um <laughs> I we talked about this before we start recording. It's crazy that this is the day Batista movie that they promote <laughs> they when they refuse to promote Guardians of the Galaxy. Are you and, watching this movie? The problem with this movie is it's a Zack Snyder movie. So I know it's going to look great, but the storyline is going to be everywhere. Yeah. So it is. I'm going back and forth on it. But the problem is there's so much TV to watch. Uh, Like I have to watch Tenet and going by everyone's um, discussion on it i'm probably gonna have to watch it like three times to understand what's happening in but i still gotta watch it um, is that on somewhere right now hbo max it is okay good yeah good um oh what is match things like this i always have to remember that wrestling isn't a hundred percent for me like it's right. it's it's still it's pg so mm-hmm. there are parts of it that are for kids like there are kids who like well not not kids, kids, but like preteens that like zombie movies that might like have liked this. So I just accept it. But the only difference is that it wasn't shot like a movie. It was. Oh, you know, it, this was pre-taped, right? Yeah. Okay. But it still wasn't even shot like a movie. It was just like 
these guys are out there <laughs> stumbling around. Stumbling around like it's the thriller video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, if I'm, if they had if they'd used the same camera that they used for you know the the firefly the firefly funhouse match or the 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 swamp match that uh, Bray and Braun had a few last year, like yeah, that would okay. Like that's a different that's a different look. It's a different feel, and you might have something that you might have something there, but. This like if it was a cinematic, it was a cinematic match where they were like fighting each other while escaping from zombies. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, it's like watching a movie, but this was just watching a bad actors in front of a live, you know, or live camera. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Bianca Belair and Bailey. Um. I love Bianca Belair. <laughs> yeah, at this um, point, it's like she can't have a bad match yet. I mean, she's knocking it out. Yeah, and this was a good match. Um, and they're definitely running this back because it wasn't it wasn't like a definitive finisher pin. Mm-hmm. It was like Bianca, you know, rolled her up and, and got her. So we're going to definitely see this match at the next pay-per-view and <laughs> It can only get better, you hope. Yeah, sign me up for that. Um, Bobby Lashley uh, defends the WWE Championship. He beat Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. This was a violent-ass match. Apparently, Braun Strowman broke some ribs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about this, because after the match, you know, Bobby wins... Drew McIntyre hit Strowman with the um, Claymore kick. Bobby Lashley comes back after being thrown through an LED screen. Um, tosses McIntyre out, hits Strowman with a spear. Which, <laughs> looking, knowing now that he had broken ribs like that, yeah. like uh, you, have you ever broken your ribs? I have not. Uh, I have uh, not oh. broken my ribs, but I've bruised them, and mm-hmm. that hurts like hell. So I can't imagine Jeez. what breaking them feels like. <sighs> yeah, so, I don't even. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, don't. Want, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So Lashley wins, and then he has his open challenge on Monday Night Raw. I say open with um, air quotes because it wasn't actually for the championship, just the opportunity for someone to take him on. And that person was Kofi Kingston. And thanks to Drew McIntyre, Kofi gets the win. So um, are you smelling it? You smelling a little Kofi Mania 2 electric boogaloo? Hey, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I really wouldn't. Um, That's one of the things like I hated about um, what they did to Kofi when he—that was the worst. I mean, yeah, he yeah. loses the title that first night on SmackDown on Fox to Brock Lesnar, and then he just—he just never thought about it again. Not not just that; it was a, it was a total squash match. Yeah, he lost it in ten seconds. What are you doing? Yeah, I, like I would love to see him get back into the championship picture. Is where he belongs, and uh, really, Drew McIntyre. It's great that you're here. I'm glad that you, you know, had your run with the title. 
two times, but you need to cool it now. Yeah, and look, this is a problem with triple threat matches as well. If the champion retains, both guys have to go to the back of the, the line. Yeah. So you eliminate two potential contenders like in one shot. And then you start with uh, and then all of a sudden you just randomly get Kofi Kingston, which is fine, but there's no build to it at all. Like he just accepted a challenge. Who do you think Bobby def- well first before I ask that, do you think Bobby is still champion when SummerSlam comes along? Uh I, I think so. I mean you could you could start this program with Kofi and have a you know you know, the yes. big moment at SummerSlam and uh, it just doesn't seem like his momentum is stopping anytime soon. Like, or the the momentum that, that the company is, uh, you know, riding on with him. Like, they clearly like him. They clearly like him as champion, and that's fine. I mean, he's, a, he's a good champion. I, I mean, I think he's, he's cool. I think, you know, he's the guy, right guy to have the title at the moment, but mm-hmm. So that's basically another three months because SummerSlam is going to be August 22nd. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see him losing it any time before then. And, and I think you agree with me. Roman Reigns is definitely still going to be champion by SummerSlam. Correct? I mean, the guy could carry it to Mania next year. Well, you know what I say. I, next year, don't, like, he loses to Big E in, at Mania. That's been my booking plan since mm-hmm. this mania um, <laughs> right. but the question i want to ask you like for both bobby lassie and um roman reigns who do you think their opponents will be at SummerSlam? um like bobby lassie do you think they could do this kofi thing for three months without kofi actually winning the championship huh man that's a good question um, I think they can because you've got money in the bank somewhere in between that time as well. So they're usually there's really not a lot of focus on the title matches typically. Um, you could if he's healthy, you could do New Day versus Lashley and. MVP. Yes. Oh, Hold on, Mari. Say hello. Sure. Say hello, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hey, buddy. How are you? Yeah. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting ready for bed. So good night. Oh, good night. Oh, uh, he said he wish he could give you a hug. Ah. Uh, All right. Well, I'll see you when I pick you up from school. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Love you. Uh, he says he loves you. Oh, tell him right back at you. He said, love you too, right back at you. We're keeping that moment of wholesome in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I don't even know where, you're t- where, where we were. Uh, I know we're talking about Bobby and Kofi running this for three months, and you think they can? Yeah, I think they could find a way. I mean, 
if you do like Money in the Bank, you could you could do New Day against Bobby and uh, MVP if if he's healthy, if his knee is is fully healed, mm-hmm. um, because the the focus will be on the the briefcase match itself. So, um, and then you know, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's possible. Because why else would you start this now at this point, really? Yeah. So SummerSlam, I could see it. I could see it running through SummerSlam. Yeah. Let's go to Reigns. Oh, I already know who I want Reigns, but let me look at the wrestlers that we have available on Raw right now. The one they could do that doesn't make sense but always makes sense is Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else that looks like he's getting a mini push, Jinder Mahal. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I think I think this would be a chance for them to cool off drew oh and i could see him starting a a program with him all right yeah um i'm just looking for faces keith lee as a guy we haven't seen on tv in months they ever get their act together and and figure it out for that guy figure out what they want to do with that guy i mean that's the guy that could be you know um he should have been the guy to, you know, at this point, you know, preparing to, to main event SummerSlam or even WrestleMania next year. But they just have just uh, put him on the sidelines completely. Put him, you know, completely last forgot heard, about him. Yeah, last thing I heard about, he was in February, he's supposed to take on Riddle and Bobby Lassie for the U.S. Championship. That was at Elimination Chamber, but he's pulled because of an injury. Mm-hmm. And it is May, and we have not seen that man. And that's it. Like the only other person on here that you could throw in there because you can always throw him in a championship match is Randy Orton, but he seems to be a little bit busy with Riddle. I think they're going for the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. That's probably the match at um SummerSlam. Yeah. And, you know, I thought maybe they would move on with uh, Damien Priest and accepting the challenge. You know, he, he hinted at it, you know, that night. Mm-hmm. Like, why not shake it up? And, you know, this is the time to do it as well. Like, we're in between big, you know, it's no longer WrestleMania season. We're not even in SummerSlam season at this point. This is the time to Try something different. Mm-hmm. Try something new and see if you know something sticks. Because we saw that last year on SmackDown, it worked to perfection with Jay Uso. Yeah. And look, you know, if you're looking for your next big star, they weren't they didn't become big stars because they were thrust into a, a WrestleMania program right away, mm-hmm. you know? You know. Big stars come out of nowhere sometimes. 
and it might be a, a you know a non big four pay-per-view that someone really stands out so why not give priest a chance yeah I mean, I wouldn't mind. Let's see, Triple Threat, Bobby, Priest, and Kofi. You'd watch that. Yeah. I should love the WWE. <laughs> yeah, she'll. <laughs> All right, <laughs> going on to the uh, Universal Championship, who do you think, or rather, who do you want to see Roman Reigns face at SummerSlam? Um, I already got the man in mind. <laughs> man. I, mean, I kind of want to still see Cesaro, Cesaro, but I just don't see them extending that as long as they can. The problem with that is he lost clean. Yeah. Like if he lost because of some shenanigans by the mm-hmm. Usos, you could make a case for him to have another shot. But he lost right. clean and then it, he got his ass handed to him by Seth Rollins. I mean, they're going back to that well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can always bring back Edge, you know, get that one on one match. But like I said earlier, the New Days don't need the title. New Day doesn't need the title and Daniel Bryan. The same thing works with um, Seth Rollins. He doesn't really need the title. And if you're doing a um, a program with him, like uh, Dominic Mysterio had uh, last year, like it's mm-hmm. it's still the it's not the championship, but it's still main event. Yeah, not the TV show, the actual main event. But okay, sorry, interrupt. Continue. Who would you like to see? Um, man, it's hard to say at this point. I mean, I think Jimmy, you could extend that. You could run that into SummerSlam. I mean, they did it with Jay last year, so why not? It worked. And at SummerSlam, you could even blow up you know, the tribe, essentially. And uh, if it's not a one-on-one, why not a triple threat match for the title? The family fighting each other for the title. Ooh. And that's something you could you could build into and you could do it in three months. Yes, sir. And they clearly have an investment in Roman to make him look good. So I don't think they would screw that story up. Mm-hmm. So that's that would be my prediction: a triple threat match for the title. Uso Uso reigns. Annoy. Mm-hmm. Noi, whatever his last name is. So the person I pick is, is this is a money match. People would love to see this if mm-hmm. fans were allowed in. They would come rushing in this is a main event these are two guys with amazing chemistry with each other roman reigns defend the universal championship against seth freaking rollins i mean the history is there the there's plenty of history to build off of and um this that could make possibly you could either go somehow Turn Seth face again, baby face. Or you could even turn Roman into an anti-hero. I mean, you know? t- you keep both of them. Hill could be a thing where like um, 
Rollins is still is, is still interfering in Reigns' business like he did with Cesaro, and mm-hmm. he just screws like maybe screws the he messes up with the Usos win the championship or something, and Reigns just has to take him out mm-hmm. because he doesn't respect because in Reigns' mind he doesn't respect him, he doesn't acknowledge him, and it just becomes two guys on an ego on ego trip like Savage and Hogan. Yeah, I just need. It's basically like Roman Reigns, like you need to acknowledge me as your chief, and Seth goes, "I am the Messiah. I only, I don't need to respect you." And like, just mm-hmm. the egos between those two. It, and you know, you know, they got amazing chemistry, and they both of them can go for days. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't think you can go wrong with that choice either. You know, and it would finally, uh, like, you know, Seth should always be near the top mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, he's he's earned it. He's proved it. Um, I think this would be the perfect chance for, yeah, for him to get back, you know, at the top of the car. Man, one match I would love to see. If they don't go around, that route would be Roman Reigns defending against Montez Ford. Yeah, like you know, even if he he's not going to win, but it'd be like a career making match, just like the one Cesaro just had. Mm-hmm. And man, seeing that 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 uh, frog splash. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's no one else the one the, the risk with that there's there's one risk there's one way you could go about it and that's it's been it's been proven risky mm-hmm. it's been proven detrimental in fact it's been proven detrimental excuse me in fact you could have Montez Ford win Money in the Bank and there's your match but we just saw last year. With Tucker and, and Otis, yeah. that that could be, uh, it could be extremely detrimental to one, one of the two. Yeah, and also I always think of the money in the in the bank match as a the money in the bank suitcase as a heel tactic because you're attacking the champion as weakest moment you pick whenever you want it. So for me, the money in the bank it it's more. I'm trying to think of how to say. It more impactful in a heel's hands. Sure. But you do have to mix it up. You, you know, you can't always have the heel win. That's true. They tried they tried that with with Otis and it didn't work and that's why they went Hey, he was he was face when he won coming out no, there but doing that's his what gyration. Saying, but it wasn't working. Yes, yeah, it's holding it. And what happened? They gave it to right. a heel Miz. Right. But his character wasn't suited for that role at that point in time, mm-hmm. especially with uh, Roman eventually coming back. Like there was just no way he was going to be taken seriously in that role. Ford is a different character. He's a different, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's built differently, you know, I'm not just, yeah, physically, but like, I think he's, he's, uh, he's good on the mic. He, he knows how to get you engaged and, you know, interested in a match. So that's the kind of face that could run with the briefcase. And 
pose, you know, as a viable threat to, to Roman. And if you don't break up the Usos, or if you don't break, you know, if he's still got the right hand man. Oh, oh, you, oh. Well, you Montez just, has his own right hand man. Man, you just made me think of something. Like, who would be the best to win it right now? The Money Bank. Jimmy Uso. That would be interesting. Without a doubt. Oh, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Not Jay Uso. Jay would even be more because, like, Jay, he's the right hand man. He has alliance. And, like, do you feel safe around here, Roman? Because even though he swears his fealty to you, you know, any second he can cash in on your ass. Mm hmm. I'm switching. Jay would be the most interesting because Jay would also have Jimmy in his ear talking about your time cashing in. You've put in the work. Yeah, you, you know. deserve this. Your main event, Jay. Ooh, ooh. And you could do it where, you know, two guys are fighting for it at the top. Mm -hmm. It falls and it falls into his hands. Mm -hmm. It's not even like he was looking to grab it at that moment. It just something finally fell into his hands. Or you can have it like where Roman sends him into the match because Roman believes if he wins it, he won't cash in. Mm -hmm. That'd be very interesting. Then it becomes, you know, after, say, one of those hard matches like the one he had with Cesaro where he's completely spent after it, you see Jay coming into the ring with the briefcase. It's like... Will he or won't he? This he's going to betray his cousin. He's going to be the right hand man, and it's, it's just the intrigue. That's how that's it is. How much, the it is the theater. That's how much more interesting SmackDown is overall at this point. <laughs> it's not even close. because it's not even close because the top the top guy on that brand. We've already discussed like ten different scenarios, and they all sound interesting. Mm -hmm. I think. I can't say that so much about Raw. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say about Raw more. I don't even watch Raw. When I'm at home on Monday, I'm watching some streaming site or playing <laughs> a game. Tuesday, I watch NXT and then catch up on whatever happened on Raw through Twitter or mm -hmm. um, Raw I don't have Raw Rewinds on Peacock now. I can't remember. But anyway, I watch uh, NXT on Tuesday, and then Friday I watch SmackDown. And I just have no interest in putting myself through three hours of subpar wrestling. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the wrestling you are watching. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is what it is. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> All right, man. Anything else? That's it. That's all I've got. Yeah, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna edit it tomorrow and put it out on Friday, so we go back to having Friday podcast. You got time to do one this weekend? I think I should. I should be able to. Okay. Um, whatever you feel like talking about. I should. Sounds I should. good let this be anthony's choice huh usually i pick the topics we come up with unless it's just something <laughs> major and we can't avoid it so i think i'll let you pick for this weekend all right i'll, I'll uh yeah. i'll fire up the old uh the old noggin <laughs> start coming up with some ideas you're gonna talk about one those indie bands that you love so much <laughs> oh, what are they called um 
some suit, some cat. Ah, I don't even remember the badge. This is why they suck now because they have 500 fans now. And when they had 498, they were pure to the music. And then they got all these extra fans. And now they're all corporate and they're shields. Spot on. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, the band you had a poster in in your old apartment. Their name escapes me now. Which one? There, there's a lot. There's a bunch of them. All right, Spoon, the Black Keys, Fits in the Tantrums. That's it. Fits in the Tantrums. Ah. Then they went all corporate. They did. They found the money. And now they lost their soul. (laughs) I I want you to know if we we ever get the money, we are going corporate. Or at the very least, I'm going corporate. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, believe me, I'm not not turning down a corporate gig. Mm -mm. You people know right here, right now. All right, man. Like always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, hope you're well. Hope your mom and dad are doing all right. Uh, did y'all ever read that damn um, uh, House of X, Power of X comic? Not yet. I'm gonna get your ad. I'm gonna need your address. I'm on Amazon. <laughs> I'm gonna prime you the hardback copy so y'all can read it <laughs> and see how Jonathan Hickman is a crazy man. Have you been reading comics lately? No, I have not. I haven't read anything really. Wow, this point. Haven't been reading comics. Haven't watched Invincible. You ain't no nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely uh, slipping in that department. Sorry, man. I still appreciate you coming on to this podcast, and thank you, man. Oh, of course, man. It's always a blast. All right, so we're going to get out of here. I'm going to edit this, put it out on Friday, and um, we will speak to you fine people again on Monday. Yeah, Monday. So, for Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies. <laughs> <laughs>